This is a Demon FM podcast. You are listening to Have You Seen It? with Tom, Ellis and Dan. Welcome back to the Have You Seen It? podcast. As always, I am Tom and I'm joined by... Ellis. And, and Dan. And we are here again, yet again, to talk to you about the latest latest box office, all of the uh, the new releases coming out. Uh, we've got a few reviews uh, today. I'll be reviewing Donnie Darko and What We Do in the Shadows, which uh, I've, I've just re-watched over the last couple of days. So I've got them fresh in my mind. Um, the trailer we'll be looking at today and breaking down is the new Doolittle film starring everybody's favorite uh superhero slash uh you know re re rebooted man it's robert downey jr as another incarnation of dr doolittle and it looks i've seen i've seen it we've all seen it we've all seen it haven't we so we'll 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 all talk about it as the trailer plays and just just break it down what we think what he's going to be like what the what the visuals are, are are going to be like just from this trailer. There's only one trailer. It came out like a couple of days ago. 13th of October. Yeah. 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 So why don't we just get started? Um, Dan, do you want to sort of give us a rundown of the top 10 in the box office, starting at number 10? Yes. Um, so number 10 this week uh, was Ad Astra. Yes. With uh, $1.9 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently... It stands at four forty something point seven. I scratched it out. Yeah, I forgot what it was at. I got it. I got it. I got it here at fifty five point two. It's got a drop off of fifty five point two this this week, which isn't too bad. I mean, the worldwide but the worldwide box office for that is one hundred twenty million. So that's quite that's strong. I think I haven't seen it yet. I don't. No, if I want to, because it, it's because it's. I know it's Brad Pitt and he's great and everything, but I don't really like um moody space thrill. I don't really know what it is, but I've heard okay things, so I might go and see it at some point. I don't know. Yeah, this is like the third annual like man in space film, where it's <laughs> yeah. like an adult drama where a man goes to space. Like last year, it was First Man, and First Man also flopped at the box office so mm, yeah. with a budget of like 80 to 100 million this isn't this isn't going anywhere yeah yeah i think it'll i think it might i think it might go go down next week but uh time time will tell won't it yeah. uh at number nine uh number nine we have a new entry yeah uh, with jexy jexy yeah. made 3.1 million dollars which yeah. is like this is a cbs film mm-hmm. and they're currently out of business and they're going to stop making theatrical films and move to making films for CBS All Access. Yeah, yeah. Now this is a, this is a new comedy uh, about a man who gets gets a new like it's t- kind of like Alexa for your phone. So he gets this phone, and basically uh, throughout the film, his phone is sort of gets gets sort of a life of her own. She's kind of manipulative and sort of tries to make this guy's life a living hell basically that's that's what i can glean that's i saw the trailer a couple of nights ago that's what i can glean from the trailer it looks like 
I don't know. It looks like a sort of a typical comedy, but like with a weird sort of like social commentary on on the way we the way we sort of handle and sort of rely on our on our phones. It's got a good cast as well. It's got it's got a uh, Michael Pena in it, uh, and um, I don't really know about much, too much about the main guy. I think he's kind of kind of new, but it it looks okay. I mean, three million dollars just domestically isn't. Isn't isn't bad, I suppose. I mean, it's at number nine. <laughs> it really depends what the budget was for mm. this. I couldn't. Find, I don't think I could. I, I looked at it. I couldn't. No, I couldn't find a budget for it. It it didn't it didn't have one. <laughs> it didn't say. So time will tell again. Um, at number eight. At number eight, we have it chapter two with three point one four million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently, it stands at two hundred and seven domestic and. Four hundred and forty-five point eight million worldwide, mm. and I think this one is one hundred and seven point nine million dollars now behind it. Chapter one. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think it's going to get there. It's probably safe to say that it won't. If it's a hundred yeah. million dollars behind right uh, now. Yeah, it's it's dropped forty-one percent from from last week. So. It's probably not gonna. It's probably not gonna get get up there. You've heard. We we all know it. Chapter two. I was kind of iffy on it. It was too long for one, and I didn't really like the 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 new actors that they had in. But scares were okay, I suppose. <laughs> I like. It's it's it is what it is. I I I like the I like the fir- I like the first one. I've got an attachment to the first one because I saw it. I, I had a really good crowd when I saw it when we saw it at the cinema. Uh, I didn't get this with the second one. I thought I was going to, but I didn't, which is a, which was a shame. And we all, you all know our thoughts because we talked about it last week. But that is it, chapter two, at number seven. Uh, number seven is Judy, which is hanging on really well. Only thirty percent drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a three point two million dollar weekend and. Currently fourteen point nine million domestic, uh twenty point nine million worldwide. Yeah, I know. It was it was single digits last time, wasn't it? We 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 looked at it, it was I think it was like nine million dollars. Nine million, yeah, yeah, nine million. It's it's crept up it's crept up a few million more, but you know, people people love Judy Garden Garden, so and I've, apparently like Renee Zellweger is supposed to be really, really terrific in it. So it's like other I don't know, like I've heard reviews say she's really good, but then the film around her is a bit iffy. So yeah, I think, I think we did say, I think we said last week though that we did expect it to maybe do a surprisingly better than what we would expect. Mm. Um, so do you think it's done that? I mean, it's still fairly low down on that list, but it's still a sort of, uh, well, it's still a biopic, really, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, but that you know, it's going strong. It's it's at 14 million worldwide which which isn't which isn't too bad at all and it's just it's just it's hanging on in there isn't it it's not not going down i think and over the next couple of weeks i think it might drop off a little bit more well obviously films do but i'm not sure if it will i'm not sure if it'll uh, keep its top 10 in the in the next couple of weeks but we'll see how it goes we'll keep an eye on that one at number what we are at number six, six. yeah uh, number six is Hustlers, uh, which only went down 39.2% this week, mm. uh, $3.9 million, currently at $98.1 million, just edging that century mark at the domestic box office. 
and currently it's at 121 million worldwide. Yeah, this film has done like exceptionally well. I don't think anybody could have predicted that this film about uh, about a group of of <laughs> a, a, a group of strippers doing like a freight like well not framing but you know taking taking wall street guys sort of money and just and you know doing all of that uh doing all of that fraudulent stuff but you know like i think um jennifer lopez has a lot to do has a lot to do i think i think people really like her and all the all the other actresses uh including constance Wu, she's in it as well uh, she's been doing really well these past couple of films that uh, she's been in um so yeah the star power is definitely there um and it's just I've, i it's just uh, it's it's based it's based on like a book that the that uh and a true story that this woman has uh wrote a couple couple of years back now but uh yeah i think it's the little it's the little film that could it it's still up there which is incredible for like a, a film a film like this i'd say i think it's mostly because the trailers uh really connected with audiences and then when people actually saw it and they saw it was really good then word of mouth carried it a lot further than we thought it could go mm. i guess yeah i suppose so at number five we have downton abbey which i think was in the top five still Mm, I, I think it was. I think it was three. Just oh, I thought it was just in there last week. Yeah, I think it, I think it was at number three last week. So this made four point nine million dollars, mm-hmm. um, dropping thirty eight point nine percent, and it currently has an eighty two point two million domestic haul, uh, with uh, one hundred and fifty two point nine million dollars mm-hmm. worldwide. Which, on a thirteen to twenty million dollar budget, as we said last week, this is like mega hit yeah i like we are like british like british people like love downton abbey i mean they fell in love with the show and then you know why not my my, tu- my tutor comes to me every every week and says oh uh, oh comes to us and says oh uh, have you seen downton abbey yet i love it <laughs> and so like there's definitely an audience like an older definitely an older audience uh that is is gravitated towards it because obviously they've come from the show, which was very, very popular with that demographic, and you know, why shouldn't like, why shouldn't they go and enjoy, uh, uh, you know, a peer, like a period piece where the the quit the royal family comes to Downton, and and uh, royal hijinks ensue. I I I'm not. I don't know how that how how that works. But Downton Abbey is 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 a machine. It's a machine on television. I think it's a machine on like on film. I think they can. I think they can make more. And uh, the creator, the creator is, is, is very, very sort of like adamant and sort of wants to get this film, wants to get, wants to get this film in a, at a higher, at a higher thing. And which I think he will. I think he will. At number four, number four is Abominable. Yes. Which uh, did six point one million dollars this week. Uh, currently, it's at forty seven point nine million dollars. Uh, in domestically, after a forty-nine point one percent drop, and uh, worldwide, it's one hundred nine point one million dollars. I think very soon this is going to open in China. I think it's in the next couple of weeks. Mm, yeah, uh, abominable uh, down, down, down two to four, 
from two uh, last week. Um, so I don't know people. People like the animated Yeti films, kind of like a goofy, quirky like adventure about a a girl who finds a finds a Yeti and goes to the Himalayas. Uh, a Yeti, uh, I I must I must point out, they call Everest. That's yeah. that's the name of the Yeti. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it's still still up there, which is kind of astonishing because I hadn't, as I said last week, I hadn't heard of this film like go like going into this, and it's done incredibly well. At number three, uh, number three, we have another new entry, mm-hmm. which is uh, Will Smith in Gemini Man. Have any of you seen it? No, yeah, no, no. Um, but this made twenty point six million dollars over the weekend, mm. and currently worldwide, uh, it's at fifty nine point six million dollars, which on an one hundred thirty eight million dollar budget <laughs> is not good. That is, it, it's it, it's a flop. It's a big flop. Oh, definitely not the biggest of the year because we did have like Dark Phoenix earlier this year, but it, it's up there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not interested. I mean, I know like Ang Lee is trying to sort of push the, push the boundaries of cinema with his 120 frames per second, uh, highly realistic sort of camera. And like, he's trying to, he's trying to, but I don't think that's going to make people want to go, go and see it. That's a big problem. And, you know, people like they're banking on like the popularity of Will Smith, who hasn't made it great film since lord knows i don't i don't i don't know when is it what was the last good will smith movie you saw i have no idea exactly yeah. uh, the last like last one i saw was when i was young it was uh i have you seen i robot yeah yeah i think that was the like mm-hmm. the last one i think i saw i'm legend after that but i can't i can't remember but gemini man is is but it's not it's not doing it you've heard what what it was budgeted at it's not doing well and i think it's gonna i think it might drop off quite significantly over the next couple of weeks i mean the only savior for this would be if next week or the week after when it opens in china and japan Mm -hmm. if it could do really well there which is like a dice roll because Mm. i don't know whether but like most people who see this movie aren't going to see it in the like the new format anyway because that they not a lot of cinemas are going to be showing it in that format most most people are going to see it in like normal 2d normal frame rate yeah 24 frames yeah so it's not like it's not like people are going out to see it in the high frame rate most people who see it won't be able to yeah plus i've heard it's got not a great great script or a great story so that doesn't help either but we'll see we'll see and number two uh number two is another new entry it's the adams family yeah which opened to 30.3 million dollars this week Mm -hmm. uh currently uh well no not currently uh to comp this to something uh cleared with a chance of meatballs open to the exact same amount and ended up with like 120 124 million dollars that's not bad so if if this has legs it could make a lot of money plus it hasn't like opened internationally yet yeah the adams family is a, 
animated animated reboot of uh the sort of like the classic like the classic sort of it was made in live action there's a live action film in the 90s and even before that there was a cartoon is based on based on uh based on the stories of uh charles charles adams um who basically just wanted to make spooky spooky children's spooky children's sort of um like books or comics and then it, the adams family has sort of received like like an all like an all right movie like movie sort of kind of like franchise i think with this new one i think it's going to draw in a whole new because uh, it's animated and it's sort of it sort of appeals to it appeals to kids it's going to bring in a new audience i mean people might see it who remember the 90s version but i'm not sure if that's if that's going to be the case but that is the adams family and at number one uh number one uh staying at the number one position actually uh, with an amazing hold, literally minus forty one point nine percent. Yeah, which is better than Wonder Woman's hold, which was forty three percent. It's Joker, which made fifty five point nine million dollars this weekend, uh, and currently stands at one hundred ninety three point six million dollars domestically. <laughs> well- uh, When's it going? You know, you got you got you got to wonder yourself, wonder to yourself, like when's it going to stop? This film is just like ploughing the competition. Uh, internationally, mm. actually, it it's at three hundred fifty four point seven million, but like a worldwide total of five hundred forty eight million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm we're in the what third week? Second week. Second week. Yeah, and that's and like this like this second week. That's a. Uh, so it's still going really strong. I think it that this one definitely has legs. I think more and more people. I mean, because of like the the con- the controversy surrounding it, and more professional mental health like specialists chime even chiming in on on its depiction of of that sort of thing. I think that's going to give them. I think it's going to give people more incentives to see it. Uh, and you know, people might go and see it. Like, of course, have do the do the rewatch. Like, go to the cinema again and see it, which is is going to be i think is a strong strong possibility i'm thinking about even going to see it again myself but i'm you know i don't know if i'm going to do it or not but i might do i might do but we'll see we'll see but it's a testament isn't it it's a testament to like the power that that film that film sort of has and sort of the momentum it's been gaining through for months, this controversy has been sort of spreading and spreading and spreading. It's not done the film particular like damage. It's only given it like big, big publicity, and people are still continuing to see it, and people are still raving about it. I mean, I'm, I've raved about it, and it's just, it's just, it's just not stopping. I think, I think that's gonna time will tell as as all these things. But uh, yeah, that is the that is the box office. Uh, this well, uh, that was that was last week's box office. How everything sort of stands stands today. Um, what do you want to do next, chaps? I think we have. Do you want to do features next? You could do the features. Could do the features if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got coming up. We got we got a good uh, good one going on here. We've got. Our first, our first feature, which is a film that I'm quite excited to see, because I've, I've, I have, I have a, a long sort of, I have a personal 
sort of connection to this film, I'm of course talking of Zombieland. Double tap, gentlemen. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's something I expect to do um, particularly well. Um, I feel like it. It certainly had a long enough gap from the first one where it's going to recapture people's interest. And um, it's weird to think because I do think Zombieland it is sort of captured in that. Um, what year was it? It was 2009. 2009, yeah, that late 90s era of comedies, which there's a there's something very specific about them that's not, it's not that you don't tend to see that same just sort of dumb, dumb stuff as often anymore, I feel. So unless it's, um, well, really watered down and easily accessible. Mm, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if it... Um, how it differs from the first one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think because it's got the same, pe- it's got it's got the same people enough. I don't understand why they didn't make it earlier than yeah. ten years ago, but you know, time has times have changed. Uh, you know, sort of like tastes and sort of like the the like the everything everything's sort of built up like around sort of you know the 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 last one was very sort of meta and sort of like very sort of like funny in that sort of that sort of way so it'll be interesting to see where what this new film does it's got all the old cast back jesse eisenberg woody harrison abigail breslin um emma stone uh in it as well uh so all the all the main cast is back and and it's got a few uh, it's got a few new faces as well which i am i am i'm excited because my my thing was, I remember when this film came out, I was, oh, must have been 12 years old when this film came out. And it was a 15 rated film. And I just remember wanting to see it for ages and ages and ages. And it wasn't until two, year, two years after it came out. I didn't see it at the cinema, of course, you know, I was 12. Um, I didn't see it at the cinema, of course. So I waited and waited and waited and I watched it and I thought it was like, I thought, uh, my young mind perceived it as like really fun at the like at the time. It was a pro- I think it was a product like of its time. So, um, waiting ten years that's that's a, a pretty long long gap. Uh, and you know none of us nobody really expected them to be making a second one. They tried to make a, a TV series, uh, of it uh, in sort of the they tried to make a TV series a couple of years after it after the film came out it was originally meant to be a plot uh, like a pilot for a tv show uh, by uh, by the writers um, um and also they've got ruben fleischer back who's of course directed venom which was a big success so hopefully the projections i'm looking at like i've seen is like that, that get to 24 24 25 million that'll be okay i suppose so i'm looking forward to it I'd, I'd I'll probably see it at the weekend. It's it's a fun. It's going to be a fun time, no matter what, because I, I I love the I love the first one. I rewatched it a couple of months back, and I think it still holds up pretty well. So that is Zombieland Two, um, Double Tap. Next, we're going to be talking about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Now, the first Maleficent did ridiculous numbers. Like it got seven hundred overall worldwide, it got a seven hundred and fifty million dollars, which is kind of 
kind of fantastic. <laughs> That's not happening this time. Yeah. No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. Oh well. I mean, the the audience that sort of came out to to root for to root for Maleficent the first time. You don't think that'll there'll be a return, a return of that sort of that sort of thing there, or do you think I, it'll be? Different? I think it's a difficult one. I think there's a shift in opinion in general towards the Disney live action films, which I think is probably a bit overdue. Um, the Lion King, pretty much. Um, Everybody said it looked very nice, but besides that, it was just unnecessary. And it, Maleficent, I suppose, it's taken it in a different direction. Um, yeah, I just, I just can't see it, see it doing it a second time. Um, what, what year was the last one? The last one was yeah. in two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. So it's still quite a, quite a gap again, isn't it? Really? Mm, yeah, I do, I do, under, I do understand, I do understand that the 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 Disney live action remake has gotten less has gotten sort of like after something like after beauty and the beast and of course lion king people have sort of gotten gotten a bit wise to the whole sort of disney live action kind of remake retelling so that that's 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 obviously that's obviously in that uh in that sort of sort of thing but i was looking on you know trade uh, trade papers variety and the hollywood report and they're saying that it could the opening weekend could knock Joker off, uh, which will be interesting. I'm not sure if it will. If it does, I'll be quite impressed. But um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not so sure on that one. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Maleficent. So like the first one, I wasn't really interested. It wasn't sort of my thing. I watched the original, like Sleeping Beauty, like like the classic animation, but. Uh, like not not this but Angelina Angelina Jolie she does numbers doesn't she yeah true true I uh, it was crossing my mind actually as you were talking then so it's uh, she is she's a bankable actor um, mm. has been for a long time so that would probably play yeah. into it I would imagine but I don't I don't really remember hearing much about her performance in Maleficent as such besides the fact that she was playing Maleficent mm. so it's uh, it's those it's those high cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, it's those high high cheekbones which which get everybody. I think I think like, I think like Angel Angelina Jolie is, uh, was was quite a like a soft choice to begin with. Like I heard that they were going to be making this new film with Angelina Jolie. She was quite a it's quite a safe kind of a safe uh, like bankable star, and she has done really like she has done really well, like especially in that. In that role, of course, you know, uh, young young stars like uh, Elle Fanning's coming back as Aurora, the Sleeping Beauty. She's done, um, she's she's done some interesting projects. So she's she's a rise, she's a rising star. She's she's getting she's getting her name out there, uh, and it's just got like, like yeah, Chieto Ejiofor's in this one, which is a is a new is a new casting, which is is going to be interesting. Not to say that that kind of sort of star power would draw in drawing crowds but you know never know it might it might so yeah i think you all know our, our opinions on this we'll see how it goes um now the last film i want to flag up here is uh the peanut butter falcon um have any of you two heard of this it's a small it's a smaller it's release. It. Yeah, yeah it's a smaller release um uh it's basically it's got it's got shia labeouf in it 
um you know big like transformers shia labeouf who's also who's also got a biopic coming out later uh later this year honey boy uh which has been getting kind of rave reviews uh this is about um and like basically sort of a, a, about uh a kid um with down syndrome who who has aspirations to become a professional professional wrestler that's what he wants to do he's gonna have this persona the peanut butter falcon that's what he's gonna do and he sort of he uh and so to to sort of accomplish his dreams he, he decides to sort of run away from home and so he goes out he goes out on his own and finds Shia LaBeouf's character who is sort of a one like a wanderer um sort of like in like in the country and they go on this they go on this adventure together um I, I saw I saw the trailer just a couple of days ago and it does look actually quite charming and sort of and quite tender it's something very kind of different to everything else I've seen Shia LaBeouf do uh it's, it's although would you say there's a pattern thing. of the stuff Shia LaBeouf does I think there's in a, in the last couple of years I think there has been I think he's taking on more yeah it's odd more yeah, yeah more he's odd certainly roles. been branching out hasn't he oh yeah, oh, yeah. definitely but, yeah I would if it seems to fit his uh, internet personality though I would say so yeah yeah but I think this is a different one for him because I haven't really seen him he was in he was also in a film the the big change where I saw him in a film called American Honey Mm. Uh, he was an American Honey, um, which I quite I quite liked. It was something very very different and sort of represented like a big change in his acting his acting sort of career. Um, dis- like despite his sort of persona and like the the memes of Shia LaBeouf, he he's still a good actor. Well, yeah, I think it has legitimately led into him having um, a proper sort of cult following, I suppose. Mm. Um, and there are people that, obs- I mean, there was people obsessed enough to make a a, a theatre production about him. So <laughs> that the- that theatre production is 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 something pretty pretty odd. Yes, it is. Um, uh, but it does show that he has got a genuine following, um, and I think that that's probably good for smaller filmmakers if he's willing to you know branch out and help those smaller studios. Um, with that sort of backing, yeah, yeah, it's it's good to have Shia LaBeouf like on yeah. your side. If if Shia LaBeouf is interested in a project that you're that you want to do, I mean, he's expressed his interest. You're not going to say no. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to say no to Shia LaBeouf, who who is uh, incredibly, I think, quite a, a versatile, very versatile actor with you know roles like American Honey under his belt. But uh, I'm interested if. Any of you want to go and see um, Peanut Butter Falcon? It's on at the it's on at the Phoenix. I think it's on. It's out. It's it's out on general release uh, anyway on Friday. But uh, any any local people in Leicester who want to go and see the Peanut Butter Falcon, your best bet is probably going to be Phoenix. So that's that. Uh, all three of those films: Zombieland, Double Tap, Maleficent, and. Uh, peanut butter falcon peanut butter falcon are out on general release uh this coming friday the 18th so uh look out for any of those three and um yeah what do you want to do next lads do you want to do you want me to do well, we did miss one new release oh we did might, might be worth it yeah sean the sheep armageddon 
Farmageddon. 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 What are we thinking? Oh, <laughs> I think this is a massive hit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is going to be a big hit with children. Oh, yeah. Because is, is like this... this is the UK and like a lot of people grew up on this show as well. Yeah. What uh, what is um what is the is this the second or the third feature Shaun the Sheep film? Because I know that there was definitely one. I think Shaun the Sheep. Well, uh, yeah, I think the kids. The second Shaun the Sheep. Obviously, he was uh, first introduced. I'm sure any, any yeah. big fans out there will know he was first introduced in Wallace and Gromit: A Close Shave. Yeah. Um, then they made that children's show. Timmy Time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and. A few other bits and pieces, not pizzas, a few other bits and pieces. <laughs> so it's a sleepy day for me. I remember watching uh, Shaun the Sheep on CBBC when I was just a young lad. Mm. Yeah. yeah well, I watched a quite show. a few of the Wallace and Gromits the other day. I thought I'll uh, just whiz through them all. Yeah. They are, they are, they are good. Especially, I, I especially like a close shave, which I believe was the first Wallace and Gromit, if I'm not mistaken. Was not. Was it not, no. or was it the or was it the wrong trousers that was the first? I know, I know too much about this. Uh, it was, it was a grand day out. It was a grand day out. Was then the it was one. the wrong trousers. And yeah, then a close shave. And then a close shave. I, yeah. I get three of those. I get three of those shorts kind of mixed up because I'm thinking. Ninety eight. I want to say a close shave. Yeah, it? I'm think. I'm thinking because I'm thinking that a close. Shave. Maybe it was the first one I saw. And then Possibly, I, it was. Uh, yeah. Um, well, they continued to just get more and more popular. So I think whatever, probably shot to popularity yeah last mm. when you were younger is probably the one you remember the most yeah probably because that was was and then i went back probably went back and it depends what like order i watched it in as well yeah like, uh, i watched maybe watch the grand day out yeah first you can just then... kind of pick them out as well yeah yeah but they're... they are they're certainly it's a national icon really isn't it um yeah so i mean I went round the Wallace and Gromit ride in Blackpool and I cried. So, oh really? <laughs> no, I I didn't cry, but I had a bit of a moment. You had, a, you I had, think, a, you yeah. had an emotional moment. Yeah, so it is a bit of a nostalgia trip. I think it is, for some people, yeah. and it's translatable between generations. The comedy as well. It is, yes, yeah. Um, then Wallace and Gromit went and made Curse of the Were Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 classic feature. I think that was the the, the feature film. Yeah, um, Sister by debut. DreamWorks as well. Yeah, yeah, and they made uh, they made uh, uh, a matter of loaf and death as well. For, I think that was for TV. I yeah, I think it was. Most, yeah. I think that was the most most recent TV. Yeah, and I think probably the most forgotten one yeah. as well. Actually, but that's but... yeah, that's Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep has a new film, which is 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 odd to me, but people seem to like see the first this one, one then. I I don't know. I think I might catch it. I might I might be. In, I didn't watch the last one. No. But, uh, it. I know that my friend Cat's interested. It's a bit ridiculous. So. <laughs> I know yeah. Cat's interested in seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So any if any of you are interested in Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon, it's it's also it's also out uh, this coming Friday. Uh, now that is our that is our features. Um, now we can focus on what do you want to focus on next do you want me to do some reviews yeah just a note that you're probably gonna to have to edit out i think we might have to leave out the trailer leave out the trailer because we do need to get to yeah uh all right very soon sure okay right but very quickly have any of you seen donnie darko i have yes i haven't you haven't no a while ago now um so it's a little bit of a vague memory now 
Donnie Darko is one of those cult classics that is is very is very weird. Even the, yeah. uh, the second time I saw it, I was uh, first time I saw it, it was a while ago. I thought it was a very very strange film, and then I I, I rewatched it and uh, just a couple of days ago, and um, I was just, I found more to appreciate. If you don't know, it's basically about story. It's that story of Donnie Darko, who's played by a very young Jake Gyllenhaal, who is uh who is a sort of a mentally a mentally ill sort of high school student who um, believes uh, that uh, believes that in in within the month of of October uh, nineteen eighty eight the the world is going to end and he's plagued by visions of a giant bunny man that he decides to call Frank. Now, what I like about this film is how is how weird it is. I mean. The director Richard Kelly made this film at I think he was only just just twenty five years old when he made this film, and like he had like he had such such, such a sort of weird he had such a weird vision for this film. Uh, what I like about it most is about is, is sort of like the weird and quirky characters, like Donnie Darko is weird. Uh, all of his all of his friends are weird and sort of like like sex crazed high like high schoolers um and then other like other characters but the thing that stuck out to me the big thing that stuck out to me were the was the cat was the camera movements and it's very shot very unconventionally there's a lot of there's a lot of sweeping around there's a lot of weird cuts here and there but it also it all serves something it all serves something and it's a it's a cult classic as i said it's a cult classic for a reason and you know it's it's just one of those like weird films. It's just like one of those sort of darkly like dark and kind of like weird. There's a bits of like disturbing Im- imagery in it that's kind of like that's kind of freaky and odd. And it's of course like it's set at it's set at in October, the time of Halloween. Anyway, there's a lot of callbacks to the eighties because of course it's set in the late eighties. It was made in two thousand and one, believe it came out in two thousand one. Um, but Richard Kelly had such a sort of like, as for his feature film, it's a like a remarkable, remarkable achievement. Like the stuff that he did, the the like the the like the like the philosophical sort of like ramblings of like Donnie Darko is just like you can go like you can go on about it all day. I mean, there's stuff about time travel. There's stuff about, um, you know, sort of like you know, like there's like religious like religious kind of like like symbolism in it and you know there's a lot to do with the the sort of like the pagan sort of like the have like the, the holiday of halloween and how like americans sort of how americans sort of celebrate it in a sort of a modern-ish day sort of thing so that it is very it is very it is very odd but i rec i recommend it I recommend it for you both you to see it again and you to and and Dan to actually go out and, and, and watch this. I'm not sure where it's available, we'll probably get it on DVD, I think, now or something for a, a few quid. But it's it's worth it, I think. Yeah, I sort of yeah, remember it. It it is one of those that got just it's just got that nice hint of amateur quality to it. But mm. it's um <clears throat> it's seem it seems very passionately done it's quite it can be quite surreal and i tend to it tends to come up that i need to get to watching it again because every time 
Jake Gyllenhaal does something new. I'm, 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 I'm never impressed by Jake Gyllenhaal, the way other people are. I think, mm. and then I'll, but then I'll always say, but Donnie Darko was, Donnie Darko was good. He was off to a good start. Yeah. So, yeah, we're um, talking about a film that also has uh, Drew Barrymore in it. Yeah, Drew Barrymore was in it, uh, and a lot of like, other sort of stars. But this was really the breakout performance of, of Jake Gyllenhaal, of course, who is really sort of, is really kind of like epitomizes like the like the epitomized the, the like the dark and sort of like gloomy sort of like teen like teenage sort of like sort of angst he had sort of like mental problems he couldn't he couldn't really sort of he didn't know how to handle and you know the frank the bunny is now sort of kind of iconic now in this new in this sort of like cult in the new cult space is like a very very it's very, if you haven't if you haven't seen Donnie Darko out to the listeners, I'd su- highly suggest you to go and seek it out and watch it and decide for yourself because it's a very sort of like a op- like opinion like like opinionated movie. Some people think this about it, some other people might not like it as much. But I liked it definitely. Where did you catch it? I have it. I have it on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray. I've got, I've got the original release from two thousand one, so it's a bit of a knackered old DVD. But... Yeah. Yeah, my family have it somewhere, but that's that. Uh, my next one uh, going on, going on a bit because it's October. You're looking for something scary. It's looking for something offbeat and sort of like haunting to watch. This is not really a horror film, but it's 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 about it's about it's about scary scary things, and that is what we do in the shadows. Now, when I first saw this film, I laughed a lot. It's the Tim Burton one, is it? No, no there's Johnny Depp in it. No, it's not. I'm thinking of a completely different. You are film. thinking of Dark Shadows. I'm thinking of Dark Shadows. Yeah, right. this is this is the this is the this is the fe- the feature of Jermaine Clements and most prominently Taika Waititi. Right. Yeah. This right. was his, This was their first sort of collaboration, um, set in a, a flat share in New Zealand. It tells the tale of four four vampires who are basically like in the modern day walk about at night, drink blood. Do whatever vampires do, but it's in the mod. It's in modern day New Zealand. It's in like Wellington, set in Wellington, and the, the whole sort of plot is sort of designed around this sort of mockumentary. These people go and film these vampires as they're doing their things, and the the big the big uh, the big thing is they want to get to this big party, this big undead. Uh, like it's kind of basically like a Halloween party for like actual vampires and werewolves and stuff like that. Um, but um, it's. I think it's hilarious. I imagine it's got some of that very particular uh, Taika type comedy as well. Yeah, it's very yeah. special. Special. It blend. is. It was very special when I watched it because like I hadn't really seen anything like about it beforehand, and going into it, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Have you seen this, Dan? Uh, I haven't no. seen this one. Yeah, no. I've seen Hunt for the Wild People, and um, obviously Thor Ragnarok was up. Obviously Thor was, Ragnarok, yeah, breakthrough. That's yeah, um, that's. Yeah, the way he writes comedy is uh, just something very specific. I don't think he says it's very specific to New Zealand and stuff, but mm. it's got uh, it sort of mixes American and British comedy in a way that yeah isn't normally that easy to do. Yeah, the thing about this film is its its characters and sort of situations are very daft. Yeah, and I like daft comedy. It's just like like it's just like it's it's just it's it's pretty it's pretty it's like pretty like stupid comedy, but like it's really really good. There, there. It's sort of like 
I, I don't I don't I don't know. It's something about it that's like kind of like kind. It's very like earthy. I mean, it's it's filmed like a mockumentary, like so. It's like grainy sort of like cameras, but like they have pretty decent. They has pretty decent like special effects for like the vampires and sort of like that. And it's just breaks down the whole vampire and sort of monster like mythology that we've like led to sort of believe over all these over all these years they point out to you know how dracula wasn't like stuff like dracula and other things like in the printed or printed or visual medium are just like wrong and all the all the actors including uh, jermaine clemency in it as well as one of the vampires he's uh is is very very funny it's very it's 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 very comedic i like First time I watched it, I I don't think I'd laughed harder at a mockumentary since Borat probably, and that was a, and that was a while ago since I saw Borat for the first time. <laughs> so, I'm 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 sort of doing this. I I didn't know that you hadn't you hadn't seen it, so I'm sort of doing it on my own. But it's it's really good. It's really good. It's on. Have you any of you got, got uh, Amazon? Yeah, Amazon Video. It's on there. Go go and watch go and watch it and decide for yourself because I think I could watch this film like multiple times and it still like wouldn't like lose its lose its lose its flair. Taika Taika Waititi is is his writing his his like the way he delivers like that he has his actors sort of deliver certain lines and sort of the whole premise is just ridiculous. It's just really, really good. And he's got a new one coming up as well. Actually, yes, hasn't he? he has. Uh, the new one, which we will be talking about when it comes yeah. around in January, is Jojo Rabbit. Oh, his, I forgot the name. Yeah. His. Um, plenty his, of talk to talk about. Yeah, his one. sort of uh, his hate, his hate satire, as he calls it, mm. um, which will be very interesting. There's a lot of discussion about this film out of out of uh, film festivals. Um, that it stars Taika Waititi as as Adolf Hitler. So I saw the trailer and I thought that looks quite quirky. Um, but you know I haven't seen it, so we don't we can't talk about that yet. It's right. coming. That's coming out in January, in the new year. But that is what we do in the shadows. That is insane. Is is insanely like like irreverent and daft, but it's actually really really good. If you like. A whole, if you like vampires and werewolves and sort of all that myth- mythology, uh, you have a great time with it. I mean, it's great, good for like, it's a good sort of break from like all the scary, scary films that you see in in the month of October. So, yeah, that is what we do in the shadows. That's available on Amazon Video if you've got it. You two obviously do, so I suggest that you go and see it. Um, take some time out of your out of your day or your night. Got too much time. So. Got too much time. Yeah, <laughs> we're at uni. It's yeah. like, what? What do you do? Sit down, watch a film, do work. What's that? Watch a film. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Procrastinate essential in uni, isn't it? Well, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, um, when you're studying film, though, it it does it does feel like work, so it somewhat takes the pressure off. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just revising. Yeah, <laughs> watching Donnie Darko again. Yeah, watching Donnie Darko again. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I watched I watched it again because I do a I do a uh, like primarily because I do a, a cult film module in yeah. in third year, and obviously Donnie Darko is the bit is one of the big big uh, bigger cult films yeah. of the last couple of years. So I watched it again to sort of 
catch up catch up on it because I've forgotten most about it. So that was my main reasoning for it. But I thought I'd bring it up here, have a sort yeah. of a mini review because you know it's the month of October. It's uh, it's getting it's getting things getting pretty spooky. Yeah, I've only watched Lego Batman this week, so I, I'm. Uh, oh, I mean, there's not much to say about that one other than you probably know how good it is. I imagine you both saw that one. I it's fairly recent now. I haven't seen Lego Batman. I saw the Lego movie. Oh yeah, I saw. Lego, I thought that was quite. I thought that was quite good. Actually. Yeah, it uh, works as a. I mean, I'll not go into to it now because we're wrapping it up. But uh, it works as a nice uh, sort of sequel to the Lego Movie, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and I think without the Joker, it's probably the best thing DC have put out since the Dark Knight. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that'll do for it. I've, we were gonna do we were gonna do a trailer breakdown, but we've got to we've got to cut it cut it cut it short. I believe uh, we were gonna do we were gonna do uh, do little, but maybe. Uh, next week we'll next week we'll have definitely a trailer breakdown. We're just running, yeah, running. We were just running low on time. Is all. So that's it. That's it from that's it from us for another. I forget what our podcast name is called now. Have you seen it? Yeah. Have you seen it? Have Have you seen it? Podcast. I was going to come up with a witty remark for that one, but I'm... yeah, <laughs> yeah. There just wasn't time. Yeah. It has been. It has been Tom Ellis and Dan with you this afternoon so uh we hope you enjoyed uh another another series of ramblings about what's coming up in the film world what's the what the hot the hot news in the industry and uh yeah that's 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 us signing off bye guys bye guys goodbye <laughs>